I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week, I ask a different person about their job so you can know what your options are out in the world. My guest today is Doug McGuire, a product analyst. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. Glad to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what a product analyst is and what it's like to be one? Yeah, so in, uh, in general, a product analyst is um, basically someone who helps a product team achieve a business plan for a given product um, mm-hmm. or suite of products. And they figure out how to achieve that business plan by um, kind of monitoring uh, and creating metrics that they kind of monitor and see what's trending against. Um, they figure out what features are in a product um, that are useful for users and um, which ones could be added that would make a product even better. They try to understand their, their customer base and their users to see um, exactly how they're using the product and mm-hmm. what little features might be missing out that they'd like to have. And um, just overall, just really trying to use um, just as much quantitative information. So using like data and numbers to come up with uh, corrections and uh, changes to basically achieve that business plan. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what kinds of things do you actually do day-to-day at work? Yeah, so day-to-day stuff can vary a good amount um, depending on just the time of the month, the time of the year. But in general, um, like I mentioned, you're trying to see how your metrics are trending against this business plan that you've came um, up with. And then if it's if you're overperforming, that's a good thing, but you're trying to figure out why. And conversely, if you're underperforming, you have to figure that out as well and try to come up with actual business solutions to um, set back in the right direction. Um, and that can, be, that can be through any sort of number of things, especially depending on what product you have and what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, there could be a product analyst in almost any business. Cool. So when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work? Um, well, I think I, uh, unfortunately, like most other things, I waited till the last minute on this. Um, mm-hmm. But once I was finally done with school and college and everything, um, I was just really sending out a lot of uh, resumes, um, applying to a lot of jobs. I knew I wanted something that was more kind of quantitative. So someone who's more crunching the numbers as opposed to someone who's maybe like a salesperson who's out there Um selling things and meeting with people and um, all that type of stuff. I'm more introverted of a person. So I wanted something that was a little more, I guess, relaxing for me and for some of my preferences. Um, But I knew that uh, insurance would be a good place for opportunities. Um, And then the product analyst just kind of matched my, what I was looking for with the kind of quantitative um, background and everything. So those mm-hmm. two came together. I was uh, luckily um, able to find this job. I had actually started working for another company and I mm-hmm. wasn't really making me happy. So mm-hmm. I was able to find this pretty soon after that, moved out to Colorado and um, yeah. Cool. So I know you just talked about this, but did you have any other jobs or careers before this? And can you tell us a bit more about the path you took to get here? Yeah, so um, I guess when I was, you know, back in school trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do with my life, the only other um, route I was considering besides a business route was like architecture. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, that's still interesting to me, but physics really beat me up in high school. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue with the, you know, kind of engineering math, uh, that side of it background. Um, I still wound up in kind of a math field, but just away from physics. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was just bad teachers or if I just never quite got it, but, mm-hmm. um, didn't really work out for me. Um, but yeah, throughout school, I kind of wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I wanted a general business degree. Um, insurance was kind of pitched to us because we were one of a few schools who had like an actual insurance program. They said there's a hundred percent job placement as well as is kind of an aging industry. So the people at the top were more on the way of, uh, you know, being coming close to retirement. So there'd be a quicker advancement, um, you know, up the corporate ladder and all that. But I wasn't totally sure I wanted to do insurance. Um, I stuck around an extra year for a master's program. And that kind of taught me all these quantitative skills that could be used in, in all sorts of businesses. But it just happened to be um, kind of the perfect blend of, you know, the insurance and the quantitative information with this, this job I found out here. And I really wanted to come out to Colorado. Um, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to get out of Florida after being there the last, you know, 12 years of my life. I wanted something oh, wow. different. So it just wound up being the kind of perfect timing for all that to come together that landed me in my, my current role, but it's, it's definitely not something I had planned to do. Um, and more to, and more so just kind of worked out this way, which I'm definitely grateful for, but, um, probably could use a bit more career planning in college if I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. So what do you like most and least about your job? Uh, I think what I like the most is that it can be what, you make of it. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for creativity and for coming up with new methods and ways of doing things. And um, it's it's insurance, but it's never too boring. There are definitely some monotonous days if you just have to get some stuff done, but it's definitely more interesting than I thought it would be. Um, I guess what I like the least it's probably those monotonous times. Um, you know, like I said, even though it doesn't happen too often, there can be some, a few days in a row where you're just kind of staring at numbers and trying to make them work out the way that they should and trying to figure out what's going wrong and what's not making that happen. But, mm-hmm. um, you definitely get the eyes start to glaze over from staring at a screen for that long. So, uh, those monotonous times are, um, yeah, I guess what I like the least about this one. Yeah. Now, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Kids Green Team, a business startup kit I created with my friend Micah. Here's the problem we learned about that we couldn't ignore. Your city doesn't recycle plastic grocery bags, shipping air pillows, bubble wrap, and other plastic like that. Whether you throw them in the trash yourself or put them in your curbside recycling bin, they're headed for a landfill, or worse, the ocean. But that's where my friend Micah and I come in. We've built an entire course to teach kids like us how to turn this unnecessary waste into a successful business, profitable from month number one. Check it out at kidsgreenteam.com. Let's do some good together. Okay, now back to the show. What level of education do you have? Was that required for your job or not? Um, So I wound up getting a master's degree. it's definitely not required for the job. Um, mm-hmm. I think honestly, you could do this job with a 
a high school degree and then a couple of just courses at insurance and um, in kind of just like data analytics in general. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I guess the point of college is partially to help you figure out what you want to do. Um, so you have to try a lot of stuff and try to hone in where you want to go. Um, but I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's required for this. Mm, I see. So how much money would someone starting out in your field expect to make? And what's the long-term income potential? Yeah, so um, I'd say for a person coming out of college or with a few years of experience, um, they could probably expect to make around, you know, anywhere between $55,000 and $80,000 a year. Um, after that, once you have a few years of experience, you can move up to like a more senior product analyst role, then that comes to, you know, maybe $80,000 to a hundred thousand. Um, and then from there, kind of the next logical step would be a product manager. Um, mm -hmm. You probably making north of a hundred thousand dollars at that point and be pretty comfortable. Again, um, all this kind of depends on what industry you're in and where you're living. Um, obviously if you are making $90,000 in Ohio versus 110,000 in Los Angeles, you're probably taking home more money in Ohio just because of taxes and costs of living and everything. But although it can be a decent swing in some of the salary ranges for these jobs, I'd say it's pretty competitive compared to um, other degrees that people are coming out of college with right now. Cool. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40 hour work week more or less? Um, yeah, so it can depend a little bit on the kind mm -hmm. of time of year and the needs of the business and everything. But in general, it's typically a 40 hour work week. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of the nice thing about this job and, um, you know, the pandemic certainly helped uh, make the case for it. But even before that, like this job is pretty flexible and can be done remotely. So if you wanted to work 10 hours one day and then six hours the next and four the next and then 10, you could do that. Um, it's really flexible. And as long as you're getting your work done, um, that's really all they care about at the end of the day. So the required work to do is typically a 40 hour work week, but there's a mm -hmm. lot of different ways to get there. Yeah. It seems nice that you can have a lot of variation. Yeah. So yeah, so what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for their job? Um, yeah, I guess when you're trying to figure out any type of job, you know, and kind of ask yourself, do you want to be in front of people? Do you want to be more behind the scenes, more of an introvert, mm -hmm. more of an extrovert? I think you could be either one of those in this, in this uh, job, but mm -hmm. I think being more of an introvert isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, someone who really likes working with data, um, doing lots of number crunching, um, different types of analysis, um, as well as working with other teams, you know, whether it's um, in your own company or uh, with some of our partner um, companies and everything. There's a lot of opportunity for collaboration. So if you like, if you like doing like math, if you like mm -hmm. um, crunching numbers and if you like being part of a team that's kind of all working towards the same goal I think this is a really good um really good fit for something like that mm -hmm. yeah I do like math quite a lot so yeah. this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss a best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world 
what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? Um, probably sounds kind of lame, but I think honestly, just one of the best investments I, I made from like a, a health perspective is um, just getting in a groove of uh, exercising somewhat routinely. Um, you know, I worked as a personal trainer in college and I, I kind of started um, when I was playing sports in high school, I started weight training and everything to try to help with, you know, my performance in those sports. But mm-hmm. um, as I saw with kind of my parents and a lot of other adults, like once you go into the real world and you have a job, you have a nine to five every day, it's kind of hard to find that extra time to um, do some type of exercise, whatever form of it may be. Um, and there's definitely been a lot of days, especially when I first started, like, you know, I'd work my eight hours and then I'd just be exhausted. I wouldn't want to do anything. I just want to kind of sit on the couch and chill mm-hmm. and watch TV. So at least being able to kind of stick in the habit of working out, like that's, that's a hard kind of thing to do sometimes for some people. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that I've, I've made it easy and that's sort of helped with some of my other free time after work. Like it helps me be a little more disciplined with what's left over. Like I'm not necessarily just going to the TV or something. Maybe I'm, I'm reading up on something or taking a course online. Um, all that's made a lot easier by kind of having that break away from your screen, going and doing something physical, clearing your head a little bit, and then having that extra capacity to, to mm-hmm. focus on something else later. Yeah. So was there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed at something, but it ended up helping later on in life? Um, yeah, I guess it's not necessarily a complete failure, but it's, I think one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest challenges and things that I had to get over was when I finished my kind of four-year college degree and everything, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go out in the real world or or uh, do this this master's program that the school was offering, but I had sent out a lot of applications and of maybe a hundred applications I sent out, you know, I probably got um, ten follow-ups, maybe like five actual job interviews, and then mm-hmm. of those, only like two or three offers, and they weren't that great of offers, and they're also for kind of jobs and companies that I wasn't super sold on or excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, that was pretty, you know, demoralizing. It was kind of like, you know, I just spent this four years at this school. I thought I'd be good to go now. And I'm not quite sure what I, I want to do yet still. Mm-hmm. And of the places that I am trying to apply to, it doesn't really seem like anyone wants to take me. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was a bit of uh, a bummer at the time, but um, it kind of helped me decide that like, yeah, I'm going to stick around. I'm going to get this master's degree. Um, and because of that, I think I learned and matured a lot more than kind of I had in the previous four years there. Um, I learned a lot more business professional skills. And then I was also just a lot more ready to uh, kind of leave the, the comfort of, uh, of the world of college that I was in and go out into the real world and actually start trying to figure out some, you know, adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. So was there a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'd shout out my parents here, um, kind of in different ways, but they both, uh, they both supported me and, um, really pushed me to, 
you know, try to utilize and live up to what they saw as like potential for me and everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my mom was always around for us throughout, uh, throughout our childhood and um, always supported us like playing sports and um, doing after school stuff. And she really pushed me to, um, you know, try to advance my education as much as I could. She pushed me to go to like a magnet high school away from all my friends and uh, pressured me, you know, to, to make a, a good choice with college, not get in too much debt, you know, go somewhere where they're offering you scholarships and really try to figure out what you want to do before you kind of fully commit to anything. Um, Cause you know, as a young kid, your mind and your opinions and everything are always changing. Um, yeah. And, and then my dad, like, uh, you know, my dad worked from the time he was like 17 until he was, you know, a couple of years ago till he was 65, 66, basically. Um, so he, you know, he kind of shows that, that older generational kind of, kind of work ethic. Um, you know, he really showed me, you know, what it takes to, to work hard and everything and uh, how to live comfortably in your retirement. Um, he's retired now and, you know, he did all the right things throughout his career, even though he started off like, you know, basically as a intern in the mailroom, um, mm-hmm. you know, he put in the time and the hours, did his research and kind of came up with a plan, stuck to it. And uh, yeah, you know, he's comfortably retired now. So that's everyone's goal at the end of the day, I guess, is to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to retire someday. So yeah, um, both of them have been a huge help mm-hmm. along my, you know, career path and, uh, you know, just growing up and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? Um. I think there's probably two things that come to mind when I was thinking, I think about this. Um, I guess the first is kind of a silly thing, but probably just Mm -hmm. to take like the SAT more seriously. Um, You know, I went to a a pretty good high school and everything and took pretty hard courses. But when it came to that test, I really, I didn't study at all. And I, I did pretty well on it, but I was really thinking I wanted to get out of state, out of Florida, go to North Carolina, uh, you know, college like that. And I think, um, I think I really kneecapped myself just by not taking, you know, that test a little bit more seriously. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it all worked out in the end, but that's something I probably would have gone back and done differently. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in high school as well, and a bit in college, I, I worked a lot of different random part-time jobs, um, but at, at one point I, I had tried starting my own kind of power washing business, um, which unfortunately is mostly just like, you know, neighbors that would see me doing it and they'd be like, Oh, you need your, we need our driveway done as well. But Mm -hmm. it was way more money than I was making in any part-time job. It gave me the opportunity to be my own boss. Um, I really wish I had tried to develop that a little bit better and learn some of those, like, you know, how to start your own business skills and everything from that, as opposed to always just working these part-time jobs that I never really enjoyed too much. It's just, you know, I needed a way to make some extra money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and in their work? Um, I, I gotta, I gotta start with some advice from my dad because he always preaches it to me. Um, and that kind of goes back to the whole retirement thing, but really as a young person, especially when you're first starting your career and everything, um, really just try to save and invest as much as you reasonably can. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, it makes a whole world of difference when you're kind of later on in your career and you're trying to see what you have saved up and um, what you might need to retire the way you want to retire. So um, when you're first starting out, you know, try to come up with a number you can set aside every week, every month, whatever it may be, try to stick to that as much as you can. Um, and, you know, if you wind up spending more than you should in other aspects, that's could be a good thing because it can kind of show you like, you know, you're not doing enough to be saving. You should be a little uncomfortable. You should be trying to do other things to, um, you know, try to increase those savings. And unfortunately, you know, you might have to make some, some sacrifices. Um, I haven't been super great about that, but there's certainly some things I've given up in these kind of first few years of my career to try to save a bit more um, so that it pays, so that it pays dividends on the back end, you know, when you're later on in life and trying to see what you've built up throughout the years. Um, but that's, that's kind of the boring finance answer, you know, just put some money away every month. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think for people, I think for people right now, um, especially young people going into the job market and everything, yeah, I, I'd say like don't settle. Um, mm -hmm. If you haven't found something that you that you like and that you enjoy, you know, keep looking. There's a there's a ton of stuff out there. Um, you're gonna have to be persistent. There's gonna be a lot of no's, but once you find that that one yes mm -hmm. that makes you happy, it's it's worth it as opposed to being somewhere that you don't really enjoy and you just kind of need a job for for the money and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, that is very good advice. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Now it's time for the joke of the day. What falls in winter, but never gets hurt? Uh, I don't know. What? Snow. <laughs> we got plenty of that right now. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.